Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking long. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Thursday, April 30th edition of the show. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got some fun stuff to talk about today. Good gracious. We had people cut in the NFL. We have some new hires in college basketball. My boy, Steve Forbes, getting a job, a big boy job. I love it. Absolutely. He was he was who I wanted Alabama to hire. A weird job because it's, we still don't know why the hell that job got open. Oh, we're we're going to talk about all of that here in just a little bit. Good gracious, we're going to talk about how crappy the NCAA is again, and oh. we're going to talk about the NFC East. And I cannot wait for our draft reaction with this one with the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Redskins, and the Giants. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you can find us over at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure that you are subscribed on all of the live platforms. That would be Twitch and Periscope. You can find those at GaryWCE. That's, uh, those are my personal accounts, of course. Uh, one day, eventually, we will probably get that switched over to, uh, to the actual Winning Cures account. But in the meantime, it's working. So we'll, uh, we'll do what we can. And you can find us on Facebook. You can find, uh, find us on YouTube. YouTube is our favorite way. We cut up the segments. We put them up there. If you don't want to watch the whole show, you can go up there. You can get the clips. Do whatever you need to do. Obviously, we are a little bit early today, so if you don't catch the show live, you can catch it on the podcast. Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Make sure that you hop in there, leave a nice comment, a nice review, whatever you want to call it. If you got questions for us, leave it in the Apple Podcast review section. That would help us out. Five stars. Do the damn thing. We would appreciate that. Let's go ahead and jump in here. Uh, so tomorrow is my son's birthday. Uh, so we have to we have to get out by a certain point today. So we're going to kind of roll through some of this stuff, but uh, we're we're doing a little a little shindig, eating some cake, eating some Mexican food with uh, with very limited participants. We're going to social distance over at my parents' house so that they can actually see the boy for you know a little bit, and uh, and then we'll we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Hey, uh, Chris. By the way. Anybody that needs flooring done, hit your boy up. Look, I'm telling you, the tile in my bathroom right now looks funky fresh. It is Appreciate that. wonderful. He's got great, great workers, a good team, and they are uh, they are killing it in my I house right now. Appreciate that. They do a good job. They really, really do. And you guys picked out a nice tile. I didn't do anything. So it's, Hey, it was wonderful. And you got the job set up, so it worked out pretty well. I appreciate so, it. I appreciate <laughs> it. It's, uh, it's good stuff. So hit him up. Chris at winningcureseverything.com is his email address. Uh, should should we tell the rest of the stuff? You know, that's fine. Just email them there if you got a if you got a yeah, thing in the military. Way to email me. Yeah, you got it. All right, let's fire into the actual sports news. Andy Dalton cut by the Cincinnati Bengals today, and I don't think that this was a big surprise to anybody. 
Um, it was a touch he, surprising because I, I kind of thought that they would keep him around just for Joe Burrow. I mean, he's a veteran. Like, it, what is it, nine his years? Deal, his mean, deal is not. It's 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 $17 million, which yeah. is pretty cheap for a quarterback considering you, your other quarterback's on a rookie deal. You don't really have a backup, I can't assume. And I, I just I, – I don't know why if you're going to cut him, and you knew you were going to take Joe Burrow three months ago, why don't you cut him before free agency? This is just a cash grab because it's not like you're going to spend that money in free agency. All the yeah. free agents are gone. It, it so makes, what are you going to do with that $17 million? It, it sure would have been nice to use it for one of these offensive linemen yes. uh, that, you know, was At, available tell to me, you free Tell agency. me this. like why? Th- there's nothing that he could have done to make you want to cut him Right now, because like no. everybody's been in quarantine for you know over six weeks now. Strictly a cash grab. It's strictly we're going to save seventeen million dollars to the cap. Now, was it something with his contract? Maybe I mean it's, it was just he was owed seventeen million dollars if we kept him on the roster this year. And why do that? None of that money's guaranteed. We don't have any dead cap money towards the contract, so we can cut him and get out of this deal for nothing. And it was just that's the only logic I got. And I. While, yes, $17 million is, is a nice thing to save, when you're running a professional franchise, I would like him just as some security, just a little comfort in the in the quarterback locker room, um, you know, to just say, hey, we're going to keep you in the contract. You talk about this all the time. Uh, humans crave – you talked to, to me about this today. Humans crave contact. They crave pressure, stress. Competition is better for everybody. To bring yes. Burrow in and just tell him it's his job, even and though he's the I number don't one pick. Know that's healthy. I just it's not. don't like that. I understand where you're coming from. I get it. The whole I'm thing really is really good at my job because there are a lot of flooring people in the business, and we all have to work really hard to be good because one bad review can tank you because there's 20 of them around in DeSoto County alone. That's not even going into Memphis. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. So I have to be good at what I do. I'm always always building a resume to try to be as good as I can. It's 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 weird to think about the fact that it has changed this much because it's not like this is the only franchise that's done it. The Browns did no it. no you know? other people do it all the time. I thought Cam was going to keep his job for the exact same reason. I thought they would bring in Teddy. Teddy would start, or they would trade. They would draft a quarterback. The new guy would start, and Cam's just going to be the backup in $19 million with zero guaranteed. So if you're eight games into the season, you cut him, you save half of that money, no big deal. Yeah. Or somebody might need a quarterback late. Right now they're not willing to trade you dick for it, but we don't <laughs> know that week seven they'll trade you a, a second round or a third round pick, a really valuable asset. At the Steelers last year, I guarantee you they were looking for something. Yes. Some, anything. Yes. You know? I mean, because Absolutely. Once, you you could have gotten the Steelers' third round pick this year in this draft last year if you wanted. And, well, because a quarterback and, for them last year meant the playoffs. That's like, right. That's, that's right. The difference you, between Andy Dalton last year for them or Cam Newton for them and the jabronis that they rolled out last year is night and day. Yeah, a hundred percent. So so back to Andy Dalton. Um, I am still able. I think he was incredibly underappreciated in Cincinnati. And Maybe. I understand like he, he was good. He was good. Yeah, he was good. And he is uh, he is exactly what you talked about yesterday with it or two days ago, whenever it was, 
about he he is middle of the road, not good enough to get you to the Super Bowl, uh, but not bad enough to get you the number one pick, and he, he gets yeah. you in no man's land, and I understand that. But I still think that he is a good, incredibly capable quarterback. I, I Obviously, there's a number of places that he could end up. You mentioned in our group chat earlier, this is the first time maybe ever in NFL history that we have had more quarterbacks than jobs. Uh, Jameis Winston took a non-job job. He yeah. realistically is going to be probably the third quarterback on the depth chart. Okay. Yeah, more than likely for, for a million dollars. By the way, yeah, one point I mean, one. He's he's behind so many people. He's making nothing. Yeah. Cam Newton currently unemployed. Now Andy Dalton currently unemployed. I don't know where these guys land. I'm going to tell you the the person that looks like a complete moron in all of this is a guy that has done a pretty good job making himself look like a moron the last couple of years to begin with. That's Ryan Pace. That is a general manager of the Chicago Bears, my friend. Yes. This guy could have had Andy Dalton for the third or fourth round pick uh, and and chose not to with a $17 million uh, salary. That's not guaranteed. Could have Cam Newton for a third or fourth round draft pick with $19 million. Not guaranteed, so if you get him in the camp, you don't like him, you get him in the middle of the season, you don't like him, you move on. Or you can spend a third-round pick and get a guy with $25 million guaranteed on his contract, and I think he's the third guy out of Cam and Dalton. Yeah, and that doesn't even include Jameis. He doesn't even – it's like he doesn't even try to make the quarterback position better. It's, it's like it's unreal. he thinks he gets extra credit for their team winning with one hand tied behind their back. I think that Dalton would have killed it in Chicago. Oh I, no that that I would tell you that's the per that's the place where I believe stability and and a good quarterback that doesn't beat himself could thrive. I mean, hell, Rex Ryan took that team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, not Rex Ryan, Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman, Rex, Rex Grossman, Rex, Rex Ryan, Ryan never took anybody to a Super Bowl. Rex yeah, Grossman, no, you're right. You're Listen, right. I don't know that Rex Ryan couldn't have taken that team to a Super Bowl. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, he almost got the Jets there twice. Like, it's yeah. just ridiculous. With, no, with, I, I'm with just telling you. Mark Sanchez at quarterback. Rex, Rex Grossman took them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that you don't have to be the, the best stories in the world are of Mike Dicka and Jim McMahon, all right? We all, as fans, love Jim McMahon because he was the quarterback of the 85 Bears. And Ditka abused that man. There were times after games where I remember reports of coming out of the locker room where everybody was getting ready to shower, and Ditka would grab um, McMahon and, and pull him back and say, uh, you shower last. You didn't do anything today. You're, you're not dirty. You didn't sweat. Those other guys worked their ass off. You didn't do anything today. And then when he'd finally get ready to go in the shower, Dicka would throw a mop at him and be like, mop up when you're done so you can actually earn your keep today. Like, <laughs> this is Bears quarterbacks our entire life. It was our entire yes. life, Gary. That's oh, I our know. whole life. I know. All right, Matt jumps in on YouTube. Apparently, we got YouTube back up today. YouTube hey, did not jump in yesterday. Go. So I don't know what happened, but Matt is in on YouTube. Uh, so Andy Dalton, 
Let's talk about where he ends up next. Uh, obviously, we we love to play the hypothetical game with Cam. We love to play the hypothetical game with Jameis. It may be a little while before Andy Dalton finds a job. Obviously, I mean, we're at the end of April here. It, it's the offseason. There's not going to be a whole lot going on. Everybody's still in quarantine. we got to figure out what's happening. So, uh, I've got my ideas. I don't know if you've got ideas or not. I, I will tell you this. I would love to see him on your Patriots. I, think, I, I, know it, I know it's not going to happen. I understand. But if it did, I would love it. I think the most likely landing spot for really any of these three quarterbacks, uh, well, Jameis, obviously, out of here, but Dalton and Cam, either one of those could end up in Jacksonville. I think having some competition for Gardner Minshew, like, let's not forget, like, he... He wasn't great at the end of the season. No, that's right. Yeah, Dar- like, Garner's Gardner Garner is fun. I don't know how great Garner's going to be. He, I would like that. My only, and this is the problem. I don't know that Jacksonville makes that investment in either of these guys. While I think it's smart if you're trying to win football games, I don't know that that's their objective. Well, I don't I know think the, there's these are not guaranteed contracts going in for Tank for Trevor, and I think it's Jacksonville. I mean, it might be. It, it really might be. With with the way that they have done it uh, so far, I could see it. Um, but I also think, like, the Jaguars with Jay Gruden as the offensive coordinator, like, obviously Andy Dalton put up his best numbers under Jay Gruden. When yeah, Gruden went to the Redskins, obviously Cincinnati was not as good. You know, I could – I think there's a, a good relationship there. I could see that. I think if, they try, if they're trying to win, I do think that that's where he lands – mainly because of that relationship. I do believe that they have a leg up on – Andy has a leg up on getting that job over Cam. I yeah. preferably think Cam is a better free agent pick strictly because he, he's, he's more healthy, boomer bust. You know what he's like. And that's, but that's what I've always wanted. I, I either want to have a great shot at drafting a good quarterback or I need the guy I got to be a home run, man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So uh, you you either tank or you got a shot to compete for a title, and that's it. Like that's that's what you need out of a quarterback. So um, I, I think Dalton does give them that because Dalton comes in and maybe is behind Gardner for a while, so they can see. Let's give Gardner the old college try. Let's let him play four to eight weeks, and then we know is he the guy or not. And I if he's not the guy, then you can finish the season with with Andy and move on, um, and you've got some closure there to where you've got stability, and and Andy can can finish the season out and whatever. So. Yeah, I can't wait for the schedule release. I, I want to see who these teams are opening with, what what it looks like as far as, all right, are they going to open one and three, or are they going to, you know, I I was talking about it about your Patriots today, you know. Yeah. We were discussing the uh, the possible record. So yeah. let's, uh, let's move on from the NFL. Man, we spent 15 minutes on that. Good gracious. Um... <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's move into the NCAA uh meeting today. The Board of Governors recommended against the one-time transfer rule that would allow team or uh, players to move about freely one time in their college career without having to sit out. The official vote is actually going to happen on May 20th, but the Board of Governors they didn't vote against it, but they recommended against it. Uh Donna Shalala you know, Senator uh, involved in all of this process. She used the example of USC possibly not opening 
this fall and 30-plus athletes possibly transferring east so that they can play this season. I, I look at that as absolutely absurd that you were going to try and use a pandemic to protect universities. Like, I understand that, that the NCAA is in that business right now of trying to protect coaches and universities and whatever, but their initial mission that we've talked about four billion times was to protect the student-athletes. That is their whole point. So if a student-athlete... the needs of the students oh. because we can't get our shit together as an organization. If a student-athlete... If we fail, is, they fail. Yes. Great. If a student athlete is is on campus at USC or at Cal or at Stanford or whatever, and Stanford is only doing online classes, whatever, and this player, one, wants to play, or two, isn't good at online classes and does better in an in-person setting, why would they not be allowed to transfer to whatever school on the East Coast that is open. There's a number of schools that have already said that they are going to be open in the fall. Why is that a bad thing? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> Matt jumps in. He says, how in the world will that affect USC? They have a history and are a feeder to the NFL. Well, the way that that would affect USC is, look. The we governor are have- might have the state continue to be locked down, right. and therefore the school doesn't even have the option to say we're going to open up or not. Which and in turn means that yeah. the, the, there would be no college football on the West Coast. And if that yeah. is, the, it is going to be bananas. But I will tell you this, SEC schools will be open. They will be playing games, whether it's in front of ACC nobody. schools. Yeah, Pat, all of Big them. Big Ten school. The, the, the first school to do this was Purdue. The yeah. very first school to come out was Purdue. This is high education. This is not Alabama LSU football, okay? This is... This is Purdue University. They put a freaking man on the moon. They are right? a Big Ten school, and Purdue understands exactly how important those television contracts are. The SEC will have football this fall one way or another because there is no commissioner. There is no college football czar that makes a decision for everybody involved. Now, it would be nice if they would come out and say, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. Da-da-da. We may not have a bowl season. We may not have this. But, but there's no way to, to come out with a plan because we're still yeah, we don't just know. So far away from being able to put a, a hard and fast plan together. But the fact that so many of these places are saying, look, we we think we're going to be through this. We believe in the minds of that are fighting this thing. And we think at, at come August, we're getting back to normal. Yes. And, and I get it. I totally understand it. I don't know if I completely 100% agree with it, but I'm okay with it. Like it doesn't it doesn't bother me in the slightest, but it drives me insane for them to use an excuse like that because it sounds like they are only trying to protect the institution themselves. and yep. them. Yeah, trying to protect the students or the individuals. They're trying to protect the institution, and that's the stuff that pisses me off. Yeah, there's no reason not to allow students to transfer. At least, honestly, they should be allowed to do it as many times as they want. This, 
this this great great place of integrity that openly fraudulently you know they, they committed fraud they lied about people and they used athletics to do it by the way and a lot of those athletics they used was title nine athletics okay oh, yeah. it wasn't the, this wasn't the football players and the basketball players and the baseball players all right this was the girl on the lacrosse team that's never played lacrosse a day in her life or a rowing team and this other stuff like like they are using and manipulating these rules that the NCAA has put into place and for, for good reason. But, but then you just, they only care about the institution, their whole business. The whole reason the NCAA was founded was on players, individual safety for the student athlete. What was best for the student athlete? And now they don't give a good gosh dang about the student athlete. Not at all. No, it's it's unbelievable. Protect our investment, protect our brand, protect our shield. If you really dig into the NCAA, I mean, they've got millions of dollars in lobbyists and whatnot. They honestly believe that they are going to get Congress to pass a federal law regarding the name, image, and likeness stuff, which is So why, they can write it, by the way. Yeah. They want Congress to do it so they can write the law. Yeah, because yesterday... When, every, when we were talking about the name, image, likeness stuff, which obviously there's way more to dig into than that. But, uh, but yesterday when they did all that, they did not go even close to as far as the states are allowing these students to do, which is going to create a whole lot of problems going forward with the NCAA against individual states. Do you understand how many lawsuits that could end up being? I mean, it is yep. unbelievable. Yep. So yep. what they want to do is get Congress to... So, but what they did I with this? I swear to God, I wish I was. I wish I was smart enough. I could have handled the reading to go and to be an attorney. I really do. Here's, I would. I would make. I would do anything I could to make a living, just so I could spend all the rest of my free time. My family would hate me. It might even cost me them. But I would spend the rest of my waking moments in litigation with the NCAA. I would do it under my own dime. We uh next week at some point. Probably going to have Lynn Simon back on, attorney out in California, who kind of kind of spearheaded the SB two hundred six movement with Nancy Skinner. Um, we'll we'll talk about this along with that, but this whole thing with them doing they they gave just a little bit with the name image likeness thing, and then it led them to today say, "Yeah, we would recommend against not letting." kids transfer without sitting out a year because it's all about power. It's all about control. We want to tell these students what they can and can't do all day. We don't care that it benefits us. We don't care if it hurts us. We don't care anything. We just like to be able to tell them what they can and can't do. Yes. And it drives me insane. Drives me insane. I hate, I hate hate those people. I mean, I I really, I think they're evil. I really think they're bad people. You're probably right. You are probably right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into this right quick. Now, this is a good story. I'm not going to get fired up about this one. I'll get, I'll get fired up in a good way. How's that? Yeah. There um, you go. It's your boy. Steve Forbes, East Tennessee State head coach, is the new head coach at Wake Forest University. Now, we have not discussed this on the show yet. It happened over the weekend. We had more stuff to talk about on Monday than, uh, than we planned. But Danny Manning was fired on Saturday of all times, and he was owed $15 million. Now, it, the insiders, you know, Matt Norlander, Gary Paris, the guys over at CBS Sports and whatnot, have heard from the people involved with Wake Forest. They think they're only going to have to pay maybe half of that contract. The The whole thing, if they were to pay the entire buyout, would be over $15 million. 
the people inside at Wake Forest are telling them we may have to pay even less than half of what that actually is. So when you go down and look at the contract, they're going to have to only pay half or less than half. That means they've got something that's a big negotiating tool. Yeah, and now now they did go to Manning initially and tell him, from what I understand, not don't misquote me, obviously, but uh, but they went to him and said, "Hey, let's settle this. We're going to fire you. We're going to give you six million dollars." And he said, "No, you owe me fifteen. And they said, "I'm not taking it either." They said, "Look." Uh, we're going, like, you're going to have to fire, or not fire, you're going to have to hire attorneys and fight us <laughs> in court. Attorneys are expensive. They don't cost $10 million. Exactly. But it's, okay, what are you going to do, pay $200,000 to attorneys? And yep. and yep. you're going to fight for $9 million? Yeah, Pretty I would weird. do the same thing. Yeah, um, anybody in the world would fight for $9 million if it cost them a couple hundred grand. Yeah. That's, so that's a that's ROI return yes, on investment. Hundred percent, pretty good. It's yeah, pretty it's, good. it's not bad. And even if you get it cut in half, nine million down to four and a half, you spent two hundred thousand dollars to get four and a half million. Bam. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. So I can understand where he's coming from. I totally get it. Uh, but Danny Manning is out, and obviously this is five days later than it actually happened. But they've already got their guy. It is Thursday. And they have hired Steve Forbes, who I think is a brilliant hire. He, in four seasons, he got two automatic bids. He won 130 games. 130 games. That is absurd. So, he's fantastic. I mean, he's unbelievable. He had two seasons at a North Florida Juco. Now, I, I want to tell you Forbes' story. For those of you that don't know what's going on with Steve Forbes, he was an assistant at Tennessee under Bruce Pearl. He lost his job when Bruce Pearl lied to the NCAA and they caught him in the lie about the whole Aaron Kraft recruiting visit for the the barbecue at his house, it would have been a minor secondary violation had he not lied about it. But when you lie to the NCAA, they make an example out of you. It got Bruce Pearl. Because you got to be honest with them. You got it. So it got Bruce Pearl a three-year show cause. It got... Forbes and the rest of the guys on his staff, a two-year show cause, through no fault of their own. Everybody involved in that coaching staff got a show cause because of Bruce Pearl. The guy's a piece of trash. But anyway, I, I still like him. I still like him. But that whole thing the was NCAA, ridiculous. The NCAA is the one that's wrong in this. I, I'm with you. You can hate Tennessee. You can hate Auburn. You no, can hate I'm not, all you want. I don't hate Auburn. I don't you, hate Tennessee. The, I, the NCAA is 100% wrong in this case. I'm with you. But Should they, they have to lie about a barbecue? Really? No, they shouldn't. But that's really? the thing. They didn't have to to begin with. But then it didn't matter. Yes, they did. It would have still been an infraction had they not lied. A, a secondary. They I mean, told, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> Why is it a minor infraction? Why is it anything? The dude came over for a damn barbecue. Yeah, I, now that, I, the rules are stupid. But the rules so are the there. rules. So, you know, it is what it is. Either way, that, that whole thing, the fact that Bruce Pearl himself lying got these three assistant coaches, uh, Tony and, and Steve Forbes. But and I'm sure they all lied. At some point in time, they all got called. They didn't just ask Bruce. Uh, I'm, yeah, you know what? They may not have known the answer, and they may have just lied to save Bruce. And, you know, or you Bruce do. told them, hey, this is, this is what happened. So then they all lie, in which case the NCAA, either way. Long story short, let's get back to what actually happened. He gets 
fired from Tennessee, along with Bruce Pearl's entire staff, he has a show cause. He can't coach in the NCAA. He he is at the point where he thinks he's going to lose it. I mean, because assistant coaches at that point were only yeah. making you know one hundred fifty thousand I mean, dollars. Bruce I mean, Pearl's nothing. making three million. The assistant coach is making like one hundred fifty thousand. Well, is, then Bruce Pearl immediately gets a job on TV after that. So and while Forbes he's sitting now, ESPN's going to start paying him. Yeah. So he's Bruce Pearl is fine. He's got a nest egg. He he got paid part of a buyout yeah. for this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it, Tennessee Head coaches get everything. We never think about what the assistants get. So they were at a point where they were worried that they were going to end up losing their house. I mean that that's how that's how dire the situation got. And it was it was only two years, but it's still like good gracious, right? Uh, so. So he's trying to find a job. He gets a job as a JUCO head coach down in Florida. So, and it's North Florida Junior Cup, whatever it is, right? And he wins two state championships down there and works his way back up and gets an assistant coach's job at Wichita State under uh, Greg Marshall and absolutely knocks it out of the park. He's recruiting like gangbusters to Wichita State, who, I mean, that was, that was, he was an assistant when Wichita State went undefeated for the entire regular season back a few right. years ago. He leaves there, gets the head coaching job at East Tennessee State, and leads them to maybe the most successful tenure of any coach in East Tennessee State history. I mean, he's unbelievable. And now, he is an ACC head coach going head-to-head with Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, um, all of these guys in the ACC. Yeah. And... It is an absolute feel-good story. He is a monster head coach, and he is going to do good things at Wake Forest. I guarantee it, and God bless America. I hope he's coaching one of my teams eventually. I wanted Memphis to hire him. If if the Penny Hardaway thing didn't work out, I wanted Memphis to get him. I wanted Alabama to get him last year. I want somebody that I pull for to get this guy because he is going to kill it on the recruiting trail. He is going to kill it at at. Coaching the actual team, he's going to kill the press guy. Look, his introductory press conference at East Tennessee State, this guy said, look, I was working at McDonald's when I was 21 years old. Decade later, I was recruiting McDonald's All-Americans. He said, now I'm at East Tennessee State. He said, I am used to recruiting Burger King All-Americans that hate McDonald's and want to kick their ass. That's what I love about this guy. He is fan- He's a fantastic quote. He's a fantastic coach. He's a fantastic recruiter. Everything about this guy is awesome. I hope him, uh, I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's going to kill it at Wake Forest. The guy's only 50 years old, Chris. He's only 50. Think about yeah. the other coaches in the ACC. Wake Forest is ahead of the curve here. Like, they they got a monster recruiter and a monster head coach. He's only 50. You got Krzyzewski that's in his mid to late 70s. You got Roy Williams, who is, you know, getting older, Mike Bray at Notre Dame getting older on his way out more than likely. I mean, you got all these guys at these other places that are not young. All these big time schools are going to be going through coaching changes. They're going to be going through legendary coaching changes. Jim Beheim, all these Jim Laranega at Miami. They're all going to be moving on eventually. So by 2023, 2024, somewhere around there, I mean, you you got Forbes in there. For four years or whatever, building up this program, I think this is a fantastic move by Wake Forest. Now, obviously, we don't talk a whole lot of Wake Forest basketball or football or anything on here, but I guarantee you we're going to start because I love this guy. I think this was a fantastic hire. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with I you. took I'm all the air you. out of the room with that. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, f- I feel passionately about this one, man. He is like he's a guy I've been pulling for for a long, long time. Um, I thought he was done dirty, and and he has worked his way back up from nothing, man. Nothing. It's awesome to see. I uh, I think he's going to be insanely successful. So uh, we can jump off of that one. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, we are 30 minutes in already. That means it is time for us to jump into the NFC East draft reaction. So, our, our recap, our, you know, all these wonderful things about it. The Cowboys, the Eagles, the Redskins, the Giants. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we start the team-by-team breakdown? Nope. You want to start with the Cowboys? I most certainly do. They didn't have a ton of draft picks, but that's Okay. Because, man, did they get some freaking value. Their over-under for the season win total is 9.5. They needed wide receiver help. They needed quarterback help. They needed edge rusher help. And by God, did things work out. The good Lord smiled down on the great city of Dallas, Jerry Jones, and his yacht on draft night. And they dropped CeeDee Lamb directly in their lap at pick number 17. Not a single mock draft had this guy going any later than, like, the 13th pick absurd that you he fell that watched way. the three hours of our draft coverage. We were shocked. And this came up. I knew it was going to happen, and it made me visibly sick. Yeah, it was It was absolutely incredible. Um, I was I was shocked a little bit, I, I guess. I, I, there's no reason that this guy should have fallen. Of course, we were all really surprised that Ruggs was the first wide receiver off the board. Maybe That's we shouldn't right. have been, but... That, 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 that threw the monkey wrench and things. And then also, I just thought that I thought CD was the kind of player that player teams would trade up to go get. Yes. I, I could not believe the Falcons took AJ Terrell right before this pick. The Falcons are not good enough. AJ Terrell is, there's not a big board on the planet that AJ Terrell was a better player than CD Lamb. And the value that you had at the 16th pick. To go get a cornerback instead, and, and Dallas, I don't think was going to move up to go get C.D. Lamb. No, 
No, Dallas but, was sitting there, and they were fine with taking the best defensive player there. Everyone assumed that they were going to take like a big time edge rusher or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's where everyone just thought they were going to go. And I think they were happy with that, with all the projections. I think they were totally fine. Yeah, and instead, and then they realized uh, there's too much value this thing here. Has dropped in my lap. Yeah, I can't say. You just don't say nothing. Uh, so, CeeDee Lamb at pick number 17, which is, again, absurd. And in the second round, they get cornerback Travon Diggs out of Alabama, who was speculated as a first-rounder, uh, graded out as a first-rounder. Just unbelievable. Third round, they get Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma. Uh, uh, they get Reggie Robinson, cornerback out of Tulsa in round four, along with Tyler Biadads. I hope I said that right, from Wisconsin. That's just an incredible name. Uh, edge rusher Bradley Ane from Utah, who, again, that Utah defensive line was gangbusters all season long. Uh, and then they get quarterback Ben DiNucci out of James Madison in the seventh round. He's a guy to take a flyer on just to see what's going on. You know, if, if Dak doesn't work out in his franchise season, this it, maybe this is a guy. You never know. So, uh, I, I got to tell you, the, the first and the second round, the fact that Diggs fell all the way to 51 – that's where uh, this draft was won for them. Oh, 100%. I mean, they, their needs were wide receiver, cornerback, and edge rusher. And, I mean, they, they got all three, really. I mean, they, they got their edge rusher in the fifth round. And I think all four of the guys from Utah's defensive line last year can be competent, very uh, uh, productive NFL players. And that, that might be it. I wasn't impressed with what they did in the middle of the draft, but at the end of the day, the value you got at the the top two picks was just pretty incredible. Oh, it, you didn't screw un- it up. Yeah, it came unreal. to you. It fell to you, and and you you did the right thing. Um, but you know, after that, nothing else they did you know blew me back. I guess if you need offensive line help, I always used to have a philosophy. My uncle taught me God, years and years and years ago. If you don't know who to take. Take the best Wisconsin offensive lineman that's left on the draft. Just, just, just draft that guy, and he's probably going to be a better pro than anybody else you could have taken. Yeah, and so, so they follow that philosophy. That's that's probably pretty good. Couldn't you know? I don't, I don't know that I'm in love with the other guys. They might pan out. They might not. The the value you got at the top is amazing. It's oh, it's 100. Let me let me tell you about Pro Football Focus here. Now, I I don't know necessarily what this says about them, um, but they. CeeDee Lamb was the sixth best prospect on their big board, and he was the third best wide receiver prospect they have ever evaluated behind only Amari Cooper and Jerry Judy. Based on their college careers, all that kind of mess, right? Like, obviously, this doesn't include measurables, whatever else. It depends on what they did on film, and CeeDee Lamb is the third all-time, and they got this dude at pick 17. It's insane. Man, that, that, all right. That That's ranking, what I'm saying. It, I don't. It, I don't know what it says about you know pro football focus. That ranking and that stat. That, I mean, they they prefaced it by something that doesn't sound like much, but when you think back at guys like Megatron who yeah. played at Georgia Tech, so his college and that, film. That's the thing. It's, we're not it's, taking his combine. We're not taking his measurables. We're not no, taking it's, any, it's we're graded out on film. Larry Fitzgerald at Pitt. Like these guys were obviously better prospects and better receiving prospects than the three guys. And then there are a hundred others that came before those guys that were far better than them. They might not have had a better college careers, which is all they're looking at. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 
based on how you graded. Who um, had the best college career? Well, if you were only a one-year starter because you went to a school that had a ton of wide receiver talent or just didn't throw the football a lot, then you're not going to have the numbers or marks that he had or Judy had or Cooper had. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, there are better receivers that have come out of Alabama that were far better than Cooper. Oh, I, well, I mean, Julio Jones. Julio, Julio is the biggest one. Julio yeah. is, is the one that, you know, did he have the college career those guys have? No, because he came on late. Well, I mean, not, not even that he came on late. He he came to Alabama at a time when they were running the football 45 times a game. Well, sure. Okay, you know? you're right. The offenses were just different. Yeah. So, Like, imagine know. Julio Jones with, with Tua Tonga-Valoa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, that, or that or any of these uh, any of the other 100 receivers that have come through. So now you're, like, taking the guy that I love and you're making me kind of shit on him because they just compared him to the greatest receivers of all time, and he's just not going to be that. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. I, I, look, I'm saying they got C.D. Lamb, who was the sixth best prospect on their board this year. Perfect. I'm good the, with that. At the number 17 spot. Perfect. That is crazy to me. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And then they get uh, they got Trevon Diggs at 51. Diggs was the 31st guy on their big board. I mean, that's... It, we're we're not even talking about you know the huddle report any of that the val- I mean just this is just don't screw it up I will I'll say this the Cowboys were ranked number one at the huddle report as far as value picks every single pick that they took was valued higher by the huddle report and that's only one organization but I I trust what the huddle report does I that's that's fine but that's fine. I'm certain with the depth of this draft in the fourth round there was somebody that's going to rank better than the kid from Tulsa. I don't know anything about the kid. I just know this is a really deep draft. Yeah. I mean, the kid from Tulsa, Tulsa was ranked for the defense. The kid so. from Tulsa was ranked number 96 on the big board, and he was taken at 123. Now, no. at that point, in the middle of the draft, you and I have talked about this, anywhere from like round four to about, the, the, you know, the, the seventh round. The difference between ranked number 100 and ranked number 200 player ain't a lot. Ain't a lot. It doesn't matter. It just depends Don't take on what a long you snapper to, and you're fine. <laughs> or a punter or a kicker, right? <laughs> Drives me insane. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and move into the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, they were they were surprising, I guess you could say. Uh, we'll we'll go ahead and go through all the picks. They they had a few of them. They they took wide receiver Jalen Rager out of TCU with their first round pick at number twenty one. Uh, He's like 5'9". He's super fast. Um, you know, okay. like I, Okay. They took quarterback Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma in the second round. They took linebacker Davion Taylor out of Colorado in the third round. Fourth round, they had two picks. They got cornerback Kavon Wallace out of Clemson. They got offensive tackle John Hightower out of Boise State. They got uh, in the sixth round, um, Let's see. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Fourth round, offensive tackle Jack Driscoll from Auburn. Fifth round, wide receiver John Hightower out of Boise State. Sixth round, linebacker Sean Bradley from Temple. Uh, Also sixth round, Quez Watkins, wide receiver out of Southern Miss, who can fly, by the way. Uh, Sixth round, offensive tackle Prince Tega Wanagu out of Auburn, who, if you watch the SEC on CBS, you heard his name a thousand times this year. And in round seven, they got edge rusher Casey Tuhill out of Stanford. Uh, overall, I like the Eagles draft. I think it was okay. Uh, we didn't talk about the the Cowboys. I think we both liked what the Cowboys did, right? 
Both like the Cowboys, yes. Uh, the Eagles, I... So they needed wide receiver help, right? And and by going with Hightower, they, they got Rager in the first round. Maybe reached a little bit for that. I think they, they wanted speed more than they trusted the better overall talent. Um, Because Rager can fly, but he's like, you know, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, like, he... You know, I I think people are so infatuated with the Tyreek Hill stuff that's going on in Kansas City. Like, am, am I crazy about that? Here, talk to me, because I, I see your face here. Tell me what I'm. I'm not impressed with this draft, and I and, I, and it all started at the top. I think they there are five receivers that went after Rager that I would have taken over Rager. Yeah, I, I I'll say like, this, this is, because this I don't want to I don't want to talk bad about the kid because I think he is immensely talented. Okay, but I he was not a. He was not a top 21 draft pick to me. Uh, Sir Dobby jumps in on YouTube. Have you done the Redskins yet? Nope. That is coming up right after yeah. we get done with the Eagles. So, uh, Oh, by the way, they uh, the Eagles needed a linebacker, wide receiver, and safety help. Their over-under for the season is 9.5. Kind of high. I thought uh, a little little crazy. I, I, thought, I thought they missed on the receiver. They took... There are seven possible receivers, eight possible receivers that probably could have went in the first round, early second round, and I thought he was at the back of that. Um, let me let me tell you. Oh, good gracious. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. So, the huddle report. Uh, the Eagles did get a lot of value in the later part of the draft, but look, Jalen Rager was number 33 on their big board, and they took him 21. Jalen Hurts was number 76 on their big board, they took him 53. So I think the Jalen Hurts pick was a complete wasted pick. I, this is a team, this is a team that believes in two quarterbacks. They don't call him the backup. They call him their second quarterback, just like their second cornerback, just like their second receiver and second running back. Um, I I don't think that Jalen is gonna play in the NFL very well. And I mean, there were there were scouts that were talking about he could be good value at kick returner. Well, that ain't what you take in the second round, you dumbass. I agree. I agree. Like, like, yes, Julian Edelman has a lot of value being able to play wide receiver and do trick plays with. But you get Julian Edelman for a bag of beans at the back of the draft. You yeah. don't spend a second-round pick when this team sucked last year. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, Darren McCardle jumped in with a super chat on YouTube. Uh, he said, are you doing the Dolphins? Today is only the NFC East. We did the Dolphins yesterday. You can go back and find that. Uh, but, go back and catch those. But, but hang out with us. We uh, we really liked what the Dolphins did. So uh, definitely go and check that out. But hang out so with I'm, us for a little bit, and let's talk about the NFC East right now. So I'm, so I'm, not, so I'm not impressed with this draft. And, and, and there's probably a bunch of guys. I thought they got a ton of value late. I thought it was yes, great late. Like the, the cornerback from Clipson, they addressed that. I thought he was good. Offensive tackle, Driscoll from Auburn. Good kid, good player. He's probably going to be a decent pro. Yeah, when I'll go from Auburn, I thought I, I think he's going to yeah, be great. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they, they got two O-linemen from that Auburn offensive line. That's a good line. That's yeah. a good line. Yeah, I thought you they know, were good. They're going to be fine. They, you, you you mentioned the kid from um, uh, from uh, uh, la, 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 Southern Miss that can just fly. Yeah, Quez Watkins, yeah. Like, you've got, you've got speed, and that's fine. That's you, you all took, fine. You took flyers you, on guys in the sixth and seventh you round. You had an opportunity to yeah. take a – Justin Jefferson or a T Higgins, a just a or you could have taken a Mims. All these guys have speed too. Okay, yeah, they're all really fast too, and they just comp better than than Rager. They just do. 
And then your second pick for a team that was bad last year and has got holes was a backup quarterback that at least 20 of the 32 teams don't believe this guy could play quarterback and wasn't on a draft board. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's insane to me. Is it, it, I don't get it. You, you know, as well as anybody, me being an Alabama fan, I love Jalen Hurts. You can he want is a, good things for him. That's yes, awesome. He is a fantastic. I was so glad that he got drafted in the second round because he's going to get paid, and it's great, right? But... And, and this might that money because you're not getting paid again. This this might be a good spot for him, you know, to be able to play. But I don't know. That's a good thing. I don't know if it is either. The more that he I, showcases his talent, you so you and I be real careful about about claiming uh, Doug Peterson as an offensive guru. Okay, yeah, because he hadn't because been great since uh, since Frank Reich left. I know that great offense that they had that led them to a Super Bowl where they looked unbelievable with a backup quarterback, mind you was all Frank Wright. Yeah. Ever since Frank left, Carson Wentz hasn't been close to the same guy. And that offense has sucked. And people would say, well, look at the receivers. Name the receivers they had on that Super Bowl run because they're all the same guys that are there right now or were and have been cut. Yeah. Michael jumped Those in on Twitch. Those guys were better under Frank Wright. Frank oh, Wright yeah. is a genius. Frank Wright is a great coach. I don't know that Doug Peterson is. Uh, Michael jumped in. He said, what's up, fellas? Uh, we're <laughs> He jumped in a little late. But we uh, we appreciate you jumping in. We started early today, brother. So make sure you check out the podcast or watch it later on YouTube. Um, so I I love Jalen Hurts. You and I argued about this back and forth for a long time last season, where I said, "Look, Tua is the better quarterback. He just is." And you thought that they should have left Jalen as the starter and all that. And, and I don't know what Jalen did to lose his job outside of the bad first half. He he just losing wasn't. his job and being the better quarterback are not the same thing, right? It kind of. I mean, they kind of are. Like you, you lose your job if somebody is better at the job than you. Like it's the same thing with the flooring business that you were just talking about. Like if you yeah, get a bad I review, do on something Yelp, to get fired. I got to do something to get a bad review. Jaylen right, right. Did. And that's the thing. And and Jalen did enough to get a bad review because he couldn't throw the football. Now it was only in one game. He. At, no, it was in. It was the whole season. I promise you, it was the whole season. Um, in in, in the season before that, now he got and that better. Doesn't mean he's going to be a good pro, by the way. No, that he's has nothing and that, to do what you do in college. Tim Tebow was an excellent quarterback in college. Doesn't mean he deserves one of these thirty-two jobs. No, 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 it, definitely not. Because even in college, you knew that it, that his release and whatnot was not NFL. He can't Quality. throw the football. Like, no, he can't throw the football. And and my, my I don't, thought of I thought you could still win national championships at Alabama with Jalen. And well, not with Clemson around the corner, right? Like not with Georgia doing what they're doing. Like it it it, it became a, a big time thing. And and Jalen has improved as a passer, but has he improved to NFL? Quality. He, I don't not think about so. Best, but he can't read a defense. He went to the one place where you don't have to read a defense. Lincoln Riley's offense is one read. If it's not there, pull it down, run the ball. Yeah. He did it with Baker. He did it with Kyler. And he's done it with them. Now, I will say this: like Lamar Jackson has kind of the same thing going on at Baltimore. That's, it's absolutely not true. That's absolutely not true. Lamar Jackson's offense at Louisville was not a one-read offense. Bobby no, Petrino's no, no, no. It wasn't. Is a complex offense where you have to read defenses. Agreed, but I, I at Baltimore, I think that it would be about the same. Alike. 
but they're that's nothing alike, Gary. But that's the thing. Hold on. They're hold black on. and they're fast. That's it. That's where the line goes away <laughs> when you compare those two. I'll say this, Lamar. Uh, let's see. Just say no to drugs. Said Lamar Jackson's about to get game planned so hard for. We go. Yeah, I think so. I, we gonna disagree. That, and that's that's totally that fine. Buck. I'm gonna I, keep riding that buck until I get thrown off. I am on the other side. Uh, and Michael jumps in on Twitch. He said Jalen is an athlete with an arm. I have the same issue with mine at A and M. Look, I I think that Jalen is smart enough to read defenses at this point. When he was at Alabama, he was not. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't at Oklahoma. So what happened between Oklahoma and today for he to get drafted? I mean, he got smarter. That, that's the thing, not right? Playing football. I don't believe that he should have been a second round draft pick. I thought somebody would fall in love with his abilities and would draft him. That's why I bet on it. But I, I this is this was early. This is not the right spot for him. I don't. I, this is a wasted pick. I mean, it just wasted it, pick. In yeah, the second round for a team I, that sucked last year. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, they I mean they kind of did. They made the playoffs. They suck. The games that they won, they won ugly. They won bad. They the won games where nobody wanted to win. They played a game in Washington that was unwatchable. They played a Monday night football game in Atlanta that nobody wanted to win. And when the offense looked the best was when Josh <laughs> McCown was in and he drove him all the way down the field. And then all of a sudden, Wentz is feeling better. He gets in the goal line. I want to get this touchdown in. And what does he do? Cocks it up. Yep. That's a, a uh, just say no to drugs said he's better than Herbert. And then he said, on his back, though. <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. I, I'm with you about, about Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I wish nothing but success for him. I hope that he ends up being a better quarterback than we project him to be. But Dang. from what we saw at Oklahoma, what we saw at Alabama, he is not NFL starter quality, and there's no – Reason, if you've got Carson Wentz and you are planning to build your team around Carson Wentz, that you should take a guy to come in and replace Carson Wentz. Like that's just ridiculous. Uh, Michael jumped in. He said Eagles had no business making that pick. Then, hundred percent, he didn't. Like they, they it, it, so many talented athletes on the board still there. It, it's so the same many. thing. It's the same issue we had with, and this was at pick fifty three. We had the same issue with Green Bay. Like it, it just it made zero sense for the front office to make. And look, now the difference is, is if they don't take love there, I think somebody else has taken love. There yeah. were enough teams that do need a quarterback that were interested and enamored with love. I do not believe that was the case with Hurts. I just don't. No, I, I don't think so either. I've read so. enough to where I know there was at least a third of the league had him off of their board. He's just not draftable. He's just not going to get the job because he doesn't do the one thing they need. And if you could, well, maybe we can move him to receiver. Great. This is the deepest receiver class we've ever had. Is he better than any of those guys who are really freaking good? I don't no. think so. No, he's not. He's like the 50th best receiver coming out of this draft. Then no, that doesn't help. No. Matt on uh, on YouTube said, Hurts is a hard worker and keeps quiet. He's the type of guy who comes in, works hard, learns, and earns his way on the field. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Okay. Just say no to drugs. Listen, said the guy's a the guy's a nice guy. He's a great, great, great guy. That is that is not an attribute for 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 being an NFL player. I'm sorry. I wish um, they were all better guys. But at some point in time, you got to be able to play. Just say no to drugs on Twitch. Said Jalen Hurts' career outlasts Jordan Love and Justin Herbert. He said, "Let's make a long term bet on this." Um, Ooh, I don't know about that. I think Herbert's going to last just for the sheer fact that. 
because of where he was drafted, this is GMs don't like to give up on their guys. Yeah, no, I can understand that. He said, uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. If Tom Brady does not pick the, the Bucks, they re-sign and double down on Jameis Winston. That's um, a fact. Just a note of drugs said, dude, I watch film uh, for every game, and you are way underestimating him. Uh, his skill set was much improved in Oklahoma. And, yes, he could throw the ball exceptionally better at Oklahoma than he did at Alabama because of his the coaches that he played on. The offense under. that he ran. Yeah. Dan Enos, his quarterback coach at Alabama, helped him immensely his junior year. His senior year, he played for Lincoln Riley. Yes, he got better as a quarterback. But yes. did he get NFL starter better? I don't think so. Uh, he said he's very good flushed out of the pocket, much like Burrow. Now, Darren McArdle does another super chat on uh, on YouTube. He said three years in a row, Wentz went down, needed a backup quarterback. If that is the case, this why would you guy. take a guy that doesn't fit your offense? Go get Andy Dalton. Go get Cam Newton. You go get those guys for a ham sandwich right now. Yeah, and and they would fit. Uh, Andy Dalton would fit your offense so much better right now than Jalen Hurts. It just would. Like, it, it, I, and again, I love Jalen Hurts. And I hope, just say no to drugs, that Andy Dalton is Dunsky's boys. Come on. I don't think so. I don't think he's he in love with the guy. He I, thinks he can I, win the Super Bowl. I, I don't know that he can win a Super Bowl. That's I just, what you said earlier. I said he could compete for a Super Bowl with the Patriots. That's with the Patriots, that's, that's though. What you just said. How, how, how's it any different than what I just said? <laughs> he jumps in. He said, come on, bet. Bet. <laughs> I'll make any bet you want on Jalen Hurts. I, I really will. I'll, I'll I, take that chance. I. I hope <laughs> Matt said gingers have no souls. I swear to God, man. The guys we got in our chat are just bonkers. I swear to God. All He's right. not wrong. Uh, He's not wrong. We, no. <laughs> let's uh let's go. Uh, do we uh, hey, so for this uh for the Eagles. I don't like it. I you don't like it. It if it's possible to split it, I don't like what they did early. I really That's like right. what they did late. Yeah, if um, they would have not cocked up the first two picks, then yeah, I could have easily very much liked this team. Yeah, I, I love everything they did from round three through round seven. I love when there all were of that. Stars to be available to be had at the first two picks, and you mess those up. I just, I'm, it's hard for me to yeah hold my nose and 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 swallow the rest of it. I think they got some guys in round from the hundredth pick on I, that they can that, be long term. I, I named off a couple of guys that I think they they did well on. Yeah, so. I, I think they got some good guys in those. We'll uh we'll move on from there. Let's go ahead and jump into the Washington Redskins. Five and a half is their regular season win total right now. They needed edge rusher, they needed wide receiver, and they needed offensive line help. Edge rusher, uh, you don't get much better than Chase Young. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, that's that's just about the best that you can possibly do. They needed wide receiver help. Uh, they took Antonio Gibson out of Memphis in the third round. They didn't have a second-round pick. They got Sadiq Charles, offensive tackle from LSU. They got wide receiver Antonio Gandy-Golden out of Liberty, who I love. I told you before the draft, I think that guy's going to be wonderful. Uh, yeah. Keith Ismail, uh, interior offensive lineman out of San Diego State. Linebacker Kalik Hudson out of Michigan. Safety Cameron Curl out of Arkansas. And then edge rusher James Smith-Williams out of NC State. Uh, all guys that need a little work but can be really, really good. I think Antonio Gandy-Golden could be a, a first-day starter. Uh, Michael jumps in. He said, uh, he said Gibson was my guy, damn it. Uh, Sir Davi said, absolute steal for AGG. And then Matt said, Kevin Hart will somehow pay off someone and get on the field for the Eagles. <laughs> Kevin Hart ain't getting on the field for nobody. He's five foot four, man. Come on. 
Like, Kevin Hart just broke his back like a couple months ago too. So yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think he's that's playing for nobody. It's tough to come back from. It's, I, yeah, I don't think I, it doesn't matter how much you pay somebody. Well, I don't know. I mean, the NFL loves money, but they already printing enough of it as it is, so it, it doesn't matter. Um, so they they needed wide receiver help, they needed offensive line help, and they needed an edge rusher. They got two pretty good edge rushers, like James Smith Williams at NC State project. Going to need a little work, um, you know. Antonio Gibson, he's listed as a running back out of Memphis. The guy lined up in the slot regularly. Well, they said they're going to they're going to use him all over the field. He'll be yeah. in on every snap, all three all three downs. Yeah, Ron, Ron Rivera loves guys like that. Antonio Gibson, you know, I think he he meshes more with you know McCaffrey than he does, that, and that's what Rivera said. Yeah, Rivera said we're going to use him like McCaffrey. Yeah. Let's hope not. Let's hope he doesn't touch the ball forty times a game because. He's not built like McCaffrey. McCaffrey kind of jacked. <laughs> Michael said, uh, is Kevin Hart long snapper? <laughs> My Lord. Lord. Hey, Don't I, give me on long awesome. snappers again. Uh, Matt said, doesn't Washington like to overpay some defensive linemen who just flop? Big Dan Wilkerson, Albert Hainsworth. Yeah, they do. Um, but Chase Young is on a rookie deal, so... Yeah, well, that was that was Bruce Allen's deal. Bruce Allen's Yeah, and Bruce gone. Allen ain't there anymore. So like, Bruce Allen's gone. So here's my only problem. I hate when some of these guys go a little crazy with the comps because then I immediately start taking the kid that I love and I think is a surefire stud, and now I'm kind of shitting on him because you've you've said that he was X, Y, and Z. Somebody had came out, and there was it was it had to be for ESPN because that was all I watched the draft on. And they comped Chase Young at being, and I quote, better than Von Miller, Miles Garrett, uh, Nick Bosa, and uh, and Davion Clowney. Better than all those guys. And I thought, listen. All those guys have proven it in the league. Like All it's- those guys are exceptional. Nick Bosa, one year and completely changed the front seven of the 49ers. Yeah. The rest of those guys have done it for multiple years. Let's just be a – can't we just say the kid's going to be a stud? Can't you just say he's going to be a freak and yeah, why, that's why do we need fine? to comp him? Like, why, why do we need to compare him to anybody? Well, and know? I'm okay with comps, but coming out and flat-out definitively saying he's going to be better than all of these guys just sets the bar so high that all he can do is fail. Well, I mean, it, it, if you look at the first three games, because that's all Chase Young played last year. Uh, not Chase Young, sorry. Uh, 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 Miles. No, no. Uh, Ohio State. Nick Bosa. That's all that Nick Bosa played for Ohio State. Yes, In, in right. his last year was the first three games. Then he got hurt, and then he was out. But in those three games, you knew who the teams were game planning for. And right. he still was able to dominate those games. Nobody was able to take him out of a game. Chase Young didn't make an impact in those. And I understand that you can grow a lot from your sophomore to your junior year. Totally understand. But, good gracious, uh, we, we saw Chase Young get game-planned and schemed out of games. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot against Michigan. He didn't do a whole lot against Wisconsin. He didn't do a whole lot against Clemson. And, yeah. uh, yes, they had they double teamed him. They did, but that's right. That's but they right. didn't have they the didn't always double is, team. Is, they brought an extra blocker late, and and it and the, didn't change up what they did. That's it. And the, and the difference is is those are college guys doing that. Now you've got pros across the board. The talent difference between what he was at Wisconsin, at Ohio, Ohio State, State. Yeah. To Wisconsin, and close. 
It yeah. ain't close. I mean, it's just it, the, the guys that were blocking him for I like Wisconsin. Him. I think he's going to be a stud. I'm yeah. very excited to watch him. I just wish that that wouldn't happen because now every time I see him, I think of that and I think disappointment. I'm going to be disappointed when I watch this kid because I don't know what he could do to be better than Nick Bosa or Von Miller. I don't, I don't know what he could do. Now, I will say this. Let, let's, let's get back on the positive side of this. Chase Young is a stud. I is think stud? he's going to be incredible. He doesn't have to live up to those standards to be incredible. Nope. That's that's so, why I don't like the statement. I don't understand why you do that. Your own the only way that plays, there's only two ways that can end up good. One day you're given a Hall of Fame speech and you go back and you hear that. Or you get bounced and somebody does a Brady Six or whatever documentary 10 years later, and you hear somebody say, this guy is a can't-miss dude, and he's out of the league in three years. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the only two way that, that that you know, the the telecaster making that statement has a chance for that statement to live on forever. Yeah. He's, he's a Hall of Famer or he's bounced. Other than that, you just set a kid up for failure. Yeah, you absolutely do. Uh, Antonio Gibson, again, great pick. Sadiq Charles, I mean, he was killer at LSU. I think they, I think they had a great draft. They, I they, really yeah. do. I, I really like what they did. They took some flyers on some guys uh, in the late rounds, and and I think you know, obviously, you work with them. It is what it is. Michael said, uh, I, Michael said, just like ESPN to uh, to crown people to sell hype. Vaughn was a Super Bowl MVP. He said, Chase Young right. is a beast, has a potential to be up there with Vaughn Mack and Bosa. Um, I believe yeah. that if the 49ers would have won the Super Bowl, Nick Bosa would have been the MVP as well. Yes, I like I, I like I, I I think when they're up by ten going into the fourth, I thought, I, damn, we're gonna have a rookie be the MVP, and it's the second time a defensive end is gonna be an edge player. So um, I I, I could have been wrong on that, but a lot of football left. Obviously, Patrick right. Mahomes had something to say about it, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I think I think they did a really good draft. This is the difference between having a moron like Bruce Allen run your organization and bringing in a professional like Ron Rivera. Yeah. Who knows what he's doing. This yeah. is an adult in the room to tell Dan Snyder, get in a locker. Yeah. Don't touch it. Don't, Don't touch, touch anything. I will handle this. My team and I will now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I uh, I also like what uh, what the Redskins did. I, I thought I thought it was a good draft for them, and we don't see that very often. No, we don't but but this is the first time in how many years Bruce Allen's was over that team for a long time. Time. Oh, forever. Him and Dan Snyder were just, it was like they were connected at the dicks, man. I don't know what was going on. It, it was it was definitely strange. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move into the New York Giants. Uh, they're over under for the season, six and a half wins. They needed offensive line help. They needed linebacker help. They needed edge rusher help. So let's go ahead and talk about, uh, about their picks. Number four pick overall, they took Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. He was... Uh, Widely regarded as the fourth of the of the top four, but they were all so similar that it just kind of depended I, on. I, I don't think that was a, a terrible pick at all. I don't all. know that, as much as I had him third. Yeah, I don't know that that was a knock because you're right. Yeah, there was such a minor separation, in my opinion, between the top three. Yeah, I, I agree. We've been you. over that. Uh, Xavier McKinney dropped all the way to them at number thirty six. Uh, That's McKinney, insane. Yeah, that, this is the pick that I just couldn't understand. It's, and, him and, him and, and T. Higgins fallen when all the wide receivers that yeah. went before them and all the cornerbacks that went before them. I just don't either. I don't know. I don't know football. I don't understand the game the way I thought I did. Or just a lot of people were dead ass wrong. Yeah, and and 
I mean, obviously, we will find out over the next couple of years. But uh, round, round three, they got tackle Matt Pert out of Connecticut. I I didn't watch a single UConn game last year. I can't get behind. This is where they lost me. I thought they did really good. They didn't cock up the first pick. That's fine. They hit a home run with the second pick. And then in the third round, Nothing they take another they tackle. they really did made sense to me. Not that any of these guys are all bad. They're probably fine. But none of them just blew my hair back. No. Look, they didn't um, take a long snapper. They didn't take a punter. I, no. I, okay, but that's the only redeeming quality they have to me. Fourth round, they took cornerback Darnay Holmes out of UCLA. Uh, athlete could be pretty good. I mean, we'll see. Round five, uh, interior offensive lineman Shane Lemieux out of Oregon. Round six, uh, linebacker Cam Brown out of Penn State. Round seven, they had four picks in the seventh round. I was just about to say, these yep. are all seventh-round guys. And it's just flyers, right? So they yeah, took edge rusher yeah. Carter Coughlin out of Minnesota, who was actually pretty good for Minnesota last year. Uh, it, it, if if I know who a guy is and I was able to watch him make big-time plays uh, for Minnesota, then, yeah, that's that's a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah. But they obviously they watched Minnesota as well because they also took cornerback Chris Williamson from P.J. Flex team. They took linebacker T.J. Brunson from South Carolina and – Mr. Irrelevant linebacker Tay Crowder out of Georgia. Um, Crowder was good. They TJ went Brunson power was five good. football, all defensive-minded guys. Well, I guess P.J. Yeah. Flex not, but Minnesota had a pretty good defense. Yeah, it was, um, it was all right. But, but, but Georgia and South Carolina dudes from really smart defensive coaches. So, yeah. Yeah. he. Uh, I will say this. Uh, Andrew Thomas was the first-rated offensive tackle from Pro Football Focus. Uh, he had elite production against the best of the SEC. I mean, at LSU, Alabama, Florida, Auburn. Like, he he was fantastic against those teams. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, all, all of that makes sense. Safety wasn't a pressing need. When you, when you got McKinney on the board and he fell that far, like, that's a massive yeah. value pick. That's just a, that's just a don't yeah. mess it up. That's a That's a... C.D. Lamb to the Cowboys. It's like, we weren't really wanting a receiver. We don't need a receiver or another skill guy, but we can't pass this up. Why would we do this? The Brown Yeti jumps in on YouTube. He said, him and Sweat will be a good team, I think. Um, okay. I, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to work out, but I'm... They I, just lost me with the the I was I was I kind of liked what they were doing, especially when they got uh, McKinney, and then everything else from there just became so. Not that the draft is always about being sexy, but I I was just kind of blah. Third third and fourth round, I was a little I, like I I'm still questioning those, but honestly, if a kid from UConn turns out to be a really good football player in the pros, I'm just going to be wrong. Yeah. That's fine. That's good. Congratulations. And I wish the kid the best. Listen, that was that was a bad football team. All 90-something athletes on that school couldn't play anywhere else. That's the reason they all went to UConn. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to believe that pro on there. Rounds three and four, I did not like what they did. Rounds one <laughs> and two, and then five through seven, I love what they did. I thought yeah. they did pretty it was good. okay. I guess it was okay. It's fine. So I, I'll, I'll go with I liked their draft yeah. in this one. Yeah, it's it's okay with flyers. I'm okay with the flyers they took. Those guys could be good, and yeah. they could wash out. But that's what. Listen, when you got four seventh round picks, that's what you do. We're, what, what are we talking? You just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So let's let's go ahead and discuss for the NFC East uh, who won, 
who lost. Um, I hate to. It, I mean, the value that the Cowboys got. Uh, I think I think they ended up a better team, and and it's not like they were a terrible team to begin with. Well, that's why um, I'm, I'm taking the draft alone. You can't take the team they had going into the draft. Yeah, Just, yeah. Dra- draft alone. I'm going to take the Cowboys. So I think I'm going to. I think, and, and this could be just the dislike I have for the Cowboys speaking. That's fine. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I think I'm going to. We're splitting hairs here. They obviously had a very good draft. But I don't know that they did anything to have a good draft. The teacher gave them three of the answers, all right? Elite guys fell to them that should have never fell to them. You didn't do anything right there. You just didn't do anything wrong. I think the skins, I think the skins actually had to make moves. They had to make picks. And and they had to strategize and build a board. The Cowboys had a board, didn't take anybody on their board because guys didn't think were going to be available fell to them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's no skill in that. I, I look. I taking one away from Jerry. Michael said Jerry wins. Did you see that yacht? Yeah, 100. percent We oh, saw. Oh well, no. Well, Jerry's definitely winning at life. All right. Yeah, Did we you love that Jerry. assistant that he's got that was handing him stuff. Yeah. And then Sir Dobby said, "Love it, love it." That, look, it was between the, the Redskins and the Cowboys for me. And the Blue Bill. So I, who do we think? Lo- we we agree. Well, I'm gonna. I definitively think the Eagles lost this draft and I, this division. They're the loser of these four teams out of the draft. All right, so obviously the loser for me is between the Eagles and the Giants. I, I, I'm going to go with the Eagles because the top-end talent, uh, they didn't get it. And I think the Giants, they, they possibly they, got they two did. studs in the first two rounds. Now I like the Flyers that they took, but there's a good chance that that not. I'm. I think, those, I think there's, there's a chance none of those Flyers pan out. A hundred percent of them washed. That happens all the time. My problem is there was top end talent there for the Eagles to go get. Yeah. If you trade Rager out for T Higgins, what do you think right now? Because I think completely. I different. think it's a, yeah. I think it's a whole different deal. I mean, just can't even fathom the difference. Yeah. That I, in my opinion, this is my biases and my opinions. But I think T. Higgins is going to be a star. He's just, he can do anything. He can do everything. There's nothing he's bad at. Yeah. Michael said, uh, I'm going to have to say Cowboys won. Cooper and Lamb is going to be nice if Dak can hit him. Uh, but it, it's not just hang about. On now. Hang on now. Shame on you if you're a Cowboys fan and you left Gallup out there because Gallup is Gallup was better than Cooper last year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He absolutely was. He absolutely was. So, I mean, that's a three headed monster right now. That's absurd. And they got Zeke coming out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, Dak's going to get his $40 million. Dak's going to get his $40 million. Oh, 100%. Now, I don't know if it's and, earned. And I think that the coaching is going to improve. Like, we're, we weren't yes. ever big-time McCarthy fans, but I, I think there's no question that he's a you better coach. Have, I, I always liked McCarthy, okay? Yeah, but I, when he was at Green Bay, you weren't, like, you weren't ringing the bell for him. I didn't think know? he was the problem. And, no, I, I will admit that. I will admit that. You never thought he was the problem. Um, I thought I, I thought think the I think this is a coaching the front office, and you're 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 just working with somebody who's un, who has unbelievable talent, but is unworkable. Yeah, now you're, just you're right. Can't, you can't succeed in that environment. You just can't. Now you're you're 100 right, 100 right, All right? I think uh, is is there anything else we need to hit here? No, that's it. We went long. That's cool. Hey, that's it. We, we've done that ever since. You know what? It's fine. While we're doing these draft recaps, we want to we want to take as long as possible to. Um, not as long as possible, but we we want to take the the required time to actually go through these teams and discuss what they did, and I, I think it's uh, I think it's better. I think it's better. So 
Uh, we appreciate Michael. We appreciate Matt. Just say no to drugs on Twitch. Uh, Darren McArdle jumping in on YouTube. All of you guys that have jumped in, Sir Dobby, the Brown Yeti, all you guys that have been coming in, we appreciate all of you. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything. Uh, Michael, one last comment, said, not a Cowboy fan, Chris, but I'm a CSU, uh, CSU Ram, so I'm not forgetting Gallup over here. 100%. There you, uh, go. there you go. So, but yeah, we appreciate all you guys jumping in every day. You, The chat makes the show, man. We appreciate it you really guys does. We do appreciate this. it. Yeah, it's this, fun for us. This is a lot of fun. We definitely appreciate you guys. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you share the show out with your buddies. Uh, if there's nothing else, we are out of here. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.